the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome, Patriot Trading Group, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jacobson, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com, and we have a rip-your-face-off rally going on in the metals markets uh, this is a continuation. We called the bottom last week. I try. I try to tell you. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. It's just getting started. Uh, gold's up almost 40 more dollars. Gold's up $100 since we, we, we called the bottom. Remember the bottom is 1620 Right now, gold's 1718 uh Silver. Riding high again, of course. Uh, Jason's calling silver. He goes, it's like a, a football game. You're down 40 to three in the fourth quarter and, and you, you came back, you scored a few touchdowns. Silver should be way higher than this. Uh, but it, it's really good to see here. Silver's up 65 cents, 2160. And again, another one of these things we keep saying, hey, if it clears this hurdle, add a dollar. If it clears this hurdle, add a dollar. So now the new hurdle, uh, silver clears 22. Let's start talking 23. Gold, 1740. Why are we seeing, uh, these big moves? And the answer is simple. They've been shorting the living daylights out of paper silver. And, and Jason, it's finally uh, coming in. And I think right now we probably have a lot of big money. We know it's flowing into the physical markets. Uh, also now flowing into those paper ETFs and blowing out these shorts. Yeah, even uh, even platinum's trying to clear a thousand for the first time in a while. Platinum, which has been sagging for years, it's uh, you know you wonder when that's going to turn around. Also, and, and uh, it's it's. You know, it's it's the election day, Joe. It's like you know, uh, gold and silver's taken off, but the markets are also up because uh, you can't have anything to disturb this election. Everything's got to be rosy and happy, so that everybody gets out there and throws in their opinion into the box, right? Yeah, I guess so. And and it'll be interesting. Obviously, for 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 simplicity's sake. Uh, I hope it's definitive and we know everything tonight. Uh, you know, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, no matter who your candidate is, uh, that would be, I think, the best thing. I don't think that's what we're going to get. Uh, I've got this feeling we'll probably have two or three, maybe four races where they say it's too close to call. Some of these are kind of weird, like Arizona. Uh, right now, they're saying that Kerry Lake and, and, and Hobbs, Katie Hobbs, are in a dead heat. I'm not buying that, but that's what the polls say, and that they have Mark Kelly ahead of Masters, and, and that's the Senate seat. If it's within a half of a percent, 
no matter who who wins, if it's within half of a percent, it automatically goes to a recount. The problem is, Jason, the recount's not to December. Is that- Georgia. Georgia, where Herschel Walker and Warnock are, are running, if neither one of them gets 50, in other words, one of them gets, they say, 49.5, and the other one gets 48.5, that goes to a special run-up. That's also not till December, and I don't even know what the law is, like in, say, in Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Nevada, some of these other ones. We may not know for months. It's interesting how they're going to count all the votes tonight, and if there's a uh, if there's a recount in Arizona, it's going to take them a month. <laughs> right? Why can't you recount it tomorrow? <laughs> if you counted it one I'm night, just say it. Right? That's the best we can do. So well, you very know, of course, wrong. it's not just the recount, right? There's going to be uh, the voter fraud and, and all the other things that go with it. Uh, I, I just, you know what? Though I fell for this before, you know when when. Uh, when Donald Trump against Biden, I was like, there's no way Biden's winning Arizona. No way. It's not possible. Uh, and I feel the same way uh, I do today. And, and so I'm worried, right? Because I'm thinking, uh, I, I think Kerry Lake's going to win the Masters-Kelly race. That's going to be tight. That's going to be a tight race. Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see the big story. Here's the funny part. You know what the big story of the day was? It had something that has no actual bearing on anything as far as, you know, data or, like, you know, we didn't have CPI. Like, CPI doesn't come out till Thursday. It wasn't like we had durable goods or trade deficit, you know, things that, that would matter. No, it was the consumer confidence number. Yes, this got the Dow. Listen to this. The Dow was rallying. Of course, gold and silver are flying all on this number. That said that consumer confidence is the lowest it's been in over a decade. And so they're, you know, they're foreshadowing. They're saying, okay, the consumer's not confident. It's going to be a bad holiday season. Of course, Wall Street wants somehow the inflation cheating to get back in the bottle and the Fed may stop hiking rates. Of course, gold and silver, we told you already. Listen, gold and silver on this better. As soon as the 75 started going lower, it was going to rally. When it goes to zero, it's going to rally. When they start saying, hey, we're going to have to go back to quantitative easing and lowering rates, right, then we're talking it's going to the moon. Well, I mean, look at where gold is just uh, before Friday to today. You know, the, the 50, what was it 55 bucks up on Friday, and here we are on Tuesday up another almost 40 So. It shows you how very quickly things can move, Joe, when it comes to buying any of the specials that we put on the air. I mean, it's, it's always the best time to buy is when you've got that, that cash sitting in your pocket or in your bank account, Joe. 800-951-0592, Picorado News, our Joe and Jason. We're coming right back. 800-951-0592, uh, it is election day. Get out there and vote. Uh, even if you don't think it matters, it does, uh, especially on the local side of things. I hope you've done your research uh, and, and are putting in people that would represent your values. As we found out in these local elections, Jason, uh, a lot of power given to people you don't vote for uh, that get appointed by whoever wins. And all of a sudden, uh, those people can determine uh, whether or not your kids can go to school, who's got to wear a mask. I mean, all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, it's a slippery slope voting. It's uh, I'm not a big fan of it. So I just uh, you give, <laughs> give me someone to vote for, and then I'll vote. How's that? <laughs> there you go. So hey, last night now, it it is settled down. But I just for you crypto guys out there, uh, if you guys are wanting to do crypto stuff, you want someone to talk to, you give my son Joey a call. Uh, 602-909-9048. I've just warned, I, you know, I've been warning about crypto, but there is a war between two of the richest men in crypto. Uh, the, uh, Beyonce, if I'm saying it right, and, uh, FTX. Uh, these are two exchanges. So this is where, uh, a lot of people have their, their crypto uh, I guess, credits stored. Uh, last night, there was, I don't know if it's a rumor, if it was fact, uh, the FTX server token uh, was broken, if you will, and that withdrawals were being prevented uh, early this morning. Uh, FTX came out and says all assets are fine that a competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors. We have enough to cover all client holdings. So be careful, right? I guess yeah. that's the that that's the, the, the best word of advice that I can give. I'll tell you something about Bitcoin. They're going to make it illegal, and they're going to kill it. I don't know when that's going to happen, Joe. I'm convinced uh, as of uh, a video I watched yesterday about Nigeria – uh, a nice little beta testing area for cryptocurrencies and a a, a government digital dollar. Okay, they have their they have their own uh, CBDC, so to speak, in Nigeria, and it's running side by side with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And they're giving people uh, fringe benefits and bonuses for using the the, the Nigerian uh, government cryptocurrency. And nobody wants it, Joe. I think it's like one out of six people are using it, and the uh, and Bitcoin is 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 like four out of six people. You know, I, I, here's what I like in that too. That's kind of uh, like what happened with the Boston Tea Party. Of course, it wasn't digital then. Uh, the the English wanted all the colonists to use the script and and take trade their gold and silver in for the script and gave them perks and this and that and then once they had the gold and silver then they said oh by the way we don't want the script no more kind of the same thing you know in in, in a little different context but but similar yeah well unfortunately the colonial script was working uh, the british and the bank of england sailed a ship full of counterfeit script in and blew it up so it was actually working one to one with gold it was actually working, and and <clears throat> unfortunately, since <clears throat> excuse me, since it wasn't linked directly, like our twenty dollars gold pieces were linked in American history, it it, it failed with the uh, the counterfeit. But in Nigeria, they're here. It is that they're given the choice, Joe. Here's the thing: they have a choice what they can use, and they're choosing to go away from the government. This is important. Nigeria, by the end of this century, is is uh, pegged to be the most populated country in the world, more than China and more than India. This is why China is, is in is in uh, Africa because they want they want they want to turn into the next America where they find cheap labor in Africa and they can become the biggest. Right, another uh, yep. and Nigeria does have oil. And yes, yeah, so it, it's all it's a it's a huge test to say hey we're the government here's our digital money and they're they're flocking to the to the private stuff. So Bitcoin just based off that solely Bitcoin's it's it's on death's door. I don't know if it's a year, two years, five years, whenever that uh, the digital dollar comes out. 
I think Bitcoin's dead because they, they're showing in Nigeria that people don't want it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think there's, uh, and I think most of the cryptos probably probably disappear. There may be a couple of survivors. If you put a, a, a gun to my head and said who's going to survive, Bitcoin and Ethereum would probably be the two that I would say. But it won't. Be, it'll be a much different. Yep. I think it'll be linked uh, to the dollar, it Joe. Today it'll be linked to the dollar. That's the only way that you survive. You somehow you got to have your digital currency, your your, your private money linked link directly to the dollar. And there'll be some sort of big fees coming in and out of that that place, just like a it's a, it's basically just a stock, and that's the only way that Bitcoin survives is it it'll be turned into a, a, an a equity, Joe. Yeah. So Wall Street on parade, uh, the Martins, uh, they're these uh, it's a husband and wife team. They do such great research on the Fed. Uh, they do a ton of Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, we learn about a lot of things that the Fed doesn't like to publicize, at least I do, from them. Uh, and if you want to go out to Patriot Trading Group and, and All-American Gold, the we- our website, uh, you can read this article in its entirety. But the Fed, by law now, has to release what they call a financial stability report. Now, this goes back to Dodd-Frank. And, of course, we know they didn't fix it, right? Because, well, well, how do we know? How do you know they didn't fix it, Joe? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, The problem was the banks were too big, and they were too commingled. In other words, hey, we all have the same derivative, quote-unquote, assets as all the other major banks do. They're all the same. Right? We all got commercial, we all got residential, we got auto, we got credit card. It's all the same. And the problem is, is if one goes under, they all go under. And I've explained this to you guys so many times. I'm going to do it one more. Because you need to understand. Let's take J.P. Morgan. They have derivatives. These are not on their balance sheet. Why do they not have to be on their balance sheet? It's a great question. Because if they were on the balance sheet, people would be like, yeah, um, uh, hello, uh, excuse me, uh, Jay Powell, Federal Reserve, hey, did you see all the liabilities these banks have? Right? Yeah, isn't that a problem? Right, J.P. Morgan all by themselves. Think about this. I don't know their exact derivatives number. I know it's north of sixty trillion. You heard me right, sixty trillion. Just one bank has twice as much debt as the federal government. Here's the problem: the banks don't have a printing press, at least not yet. And and the the problem is. If you just reset that portfolio by 10%, hey, you know what? Because all the banks have it marked as, as 100%. It's all good. And we already know. Look, take housing as an example. I mean, right now they're saying housing prices are down 11%. That's what they're saying. I'm not saying it. I think it's more than that, but okay, 11 Well, that would in theory mean all you banks holding all this more, you know what, you got to reset by 11%. Well, here's the problem. A 10% 10 reset on a $60 trillion 
derivatives portfolio, you can do math. That'd be $6 trillion. <laughs> Here's the problem. David Warren doesn't got $6 trillion. Right? Neither does Citigroup, neither does Bank of America. It, it's This is the Ponzi scheme in the house of cards we live in. So they said to us, because of Don, listen, we, we've shored up. Yeah, we shored them up. Yeah, they got they got a lot of money this time. Remember when people stopped paying their mortgages, what happened? We got a lot of money this time. And oh, by the way, we, 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 we're making sure that the banks aren't too dependent upon each other, right? That was the other part, right? Because, you know, if one goes down, they all go down. Well, they release their report, which they're supposed to do. Now, just ironically, what do you think they would release this very valuable piece of information? You think they, they did it at Monday when the market opened? Or, or Tuesday or Wednesday. No, they wait till Friday after the markets are closed because they don't want anybody to look at it. And here's what they said inside of this report. It was very interesting because they did two things. One, they, they told you how great of a job they were doing. So right in the report, oh, yeah, yeah, listen, the, the, our, our U.S. banks, yeah, the They've got a lot of money, you know, and and, and so don't worry about that. And and it was interesting because you know how many times they used the word derivatives in this whole report? They only mentioned it a handful of times because they don't want you to know. Like I said, it's not on the balance sheet. Don't worry about that. I mean, we got to talk about it because that's really the problem, but... But let's let's talk about all these other things. Let's let's look at their balance sheet. Well, how can you look at a balance sheet when the biggest piece of the balance sheet isn't on the balance sheet? The other part, the interconnected part. Well, they mention that again a handful of times. But the one key thing about the interconnected. By the way, that was in this report four times. They actually provided a scapegoat, Jason, because what they said was, hey, listen, we think we're, we're okay with our banks, but it's possible that some other bank that we don't have control on, you know, we, we may have a problem with them. And, and, and if that happens, well, they take ours down, but it's not our fault. Right. Well, that goes back to the 2008 crash, Joe, where Bear Stearns fell and Lehman Brothers fell, and then the entire thing was going to freeze. The entire thing. Here's the thing. It's Whether it's a debt money system or even an honest money system, if, if uh, business dealings between banks and businesses, if no one's going to exchange funds because of a distrust in the, in the system as a whole and, and, and each other, that's it. Your financial system's frozen, and everything goes completely in the toilet. So we've, already have, we've already had, had to happen once with Credit Suisse. That's already happened, right? A little, a little shocker there, but but don't you know? And again, very reminiscent of, of the financial. Oh no, no, no! It's fine, it's fine. You know, it's just a, it's just a little hiccup there. It's a, a liquidity problem, and and very quietly, uh, Credit Suisse has to take losses and raise six billion dollars in capital. Here's the funny part: six billion. 
Right, right. Credit Suisse probably got a, a credit derivative portfolio in the thirty to forty trillion dollar range, but six billion, Jason, that'll cover it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that'll cover. Don't worry, uh, guys. Your money's going to be just fine. Don't worry. Yeah, be great in there. What could possibly go wrong? Everybody's paying everything right now. Well, that kind of changed today. TransUnion which tracks more than 81 million auto loans in the United States, said that auto loan delinquencies have started rising and have risen for the second straight quarter in a row. Now, I don't want to get alarmist. It's not horrible yet. But the percentage of loans 60 days delinquent rose to 1.65%. You're like, well, that's not too bad. You know, that, 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 that's, that's not, uh, you know, a horrible number. And, and it's not, right? I mean, you know, 1.65% on 81 million, right? You know, that's only 1.3 million auto loans. I guess the worry's going to be, what's it going to be in the first quarter of next year? 3%? more. Wishing for a Christmas mortgage miracle? Patriot Trading Group wants to make your wish come true. Just enter to win on Family Values Radio website, and you can enjoy having your mortgage paid for a year. That's right. It's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. The winner will receive their mortgage or rent payments covered for a year. To enter, go to FamilyValuesRadio1010.com and click on the banner. Enter once each day to increase your chances to win, and look for bonus entry opportunities. That's FamilyValuesRadio1010.com. And enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest, sponsored by Patriot Trading Group. See our website for details. 800-951-0592. Gold's up 38, uh, 17, 18, and change silver. Just keeps going here, up 75 more cents, uh, 21.67. Earlier in the show, we talked about uh, Binance and FTX on the crypto side. Apparently, the rumor wasn't a rumor. Uh, FTX uh, ran out of money. Uh, There's been a hastily arranged buyout. Uh, Binance uh, is stepping in uh, to support the crypto market. Uh, The crypto was down like $1,500 uh, earlier today. Uh, It's stabilized here. Uh, they're saying that uh, all of their customers, uh, there was a backlog of withdrawal. So people were trying to withdraw, couldn't yeah. get uh, money. Uh, they're saying that uh, this will clear out the liquidity crunch. All assets will be covered, at least this time. At least this is what they're saying. Obviously, without this buyout, all assets weren't covered, Jason. Yeah, one problem with a lot of, of uh, blockchain is that if everyone goes to to sell at once, the uh, it seems like the uh, the technology kind of freezes up. You know, and it's, it takes it could take you a long time to get your money out, and that's those are those are moments when you're trying to get your money out and you see it crashing. That can cost you a lot. So I, another reason why I yeah, and, not and again, that. none of that you know, not that the FDIC is worth the hill of beans in my eyes, but uh, yeah, you don't get any of that. Uh, so I just wanted to, to let you know, be careful in these markets, guys. 
and, and again, I know we're, we're seeing Wall Street rally, and, and the problem is they're, they're rallying because they, the, the news isn't great, right? Which, of course, tells you that that's a bad rally because eventually all of these companies, uh, they've got to have earnings reports. And, and, and take Kohl's today as an example. Same source sales, third quarter, down 7%. The CFO says, hey, I've had enough. I'm out of here. Uh, which kind of leads me to believe, uh, obviously, it looks like the fourth quarter's probably gotten off to an awfully bad start here. Uh, but again, they're rallying on hopes that uh, the Federal Reserve won't have to go as high as they're thinking. I, I, I don't know. But back to these auto loans. Because, I don't. I like it when other people reaffirm things that I've been telling you for months. And here's what they said, the very last sentence of the story. If we get into a position where employment starts to be a challenge in the United States and unemployment increases, this is when the industry will really start to be concerned about the consumer's ability to pay their auto loans. And in the story, Jason, they just talk about how expensive these auto loans are now. You know, the, the average used car now is over 30 grand. Uh, the new car, we're talking 50 grand. This is a lot of money. It's not like people are defaulting on a four or $5,000 loan. They're basically taking out a mortgage to buy a car because the interest rates are so high now. Yeah, I mean, you buy, think about that. You're buying, you know, one of these, all the bell and whistle, uh, you know, loaded F-150s. It's a hundred grand, right? And, and with that interest rate, uh, you go back to my wife and I's first house, it was 135,000, and yep. we had the interest rate of seven and a quarter. That, that's a, that's an auto loan today. The interest rates from 1953 to 2000, the average rate for that 50-year span was 7%. People people need to wake up that, you know, that, that, that there's a healthy market or, or at least trying to show that there's going to be a healthy market means you can't have 0% interest rates. So it's coming, Joe. I mean, cars are going to be more expensive. House, you know, remember, you used to, you used to work your butt off to get a house and work your butt off to get a car, and, and, and uh, all they've done is cheapened everything that we buy so that you can get it cheaper. And, and Joe, this Ponzi scheme has run its course. This this economic uh, scheme is, you know, this this leg is coming to an end. And it, it, even this cheaply made cars and these cheaply made houses, they, you know, they're getting so expensive. And then the interest rates are going back to where they should be, which is at least somewhere above zero, four percent, five percent. It's got it's got to go up there, and it's a, it's a painful painful process. Joe, you you've been talking about liquidity issues, right? You know, remember this big war with, with you know, hey, we're going to sanction the hell out of Russia. You know, R- Russia, you're the evil enemy. Well, you know, does our government have the power or do the banks have the power? Because J.P. Morgan and Citibank are doing business with Russia, and, and the government's like, hey, hey, would you just, since you're going to do business with Russia, would you just keep it quiet and don't don't tell a lot of people you're doing it? But it's out there now, Joe. They're, 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 you know, it's a liquidity issue. Gas, Gas Pro or whatever that is, the, uh, the big oil company in, in, in Russia, well, you have J.P. Morgan Chase and, and, uh, and Citibank are heavily invested in, those, in those, uh, those big Russian oil companies. And with this liquidity crunch that's happening, you know, they're not printing as much, at least supposedly, as much as they told us. 
it's it, it's 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 spilling over into other countries, Joe. And so they have, hey, screw your sanctions, uh, United States government. We're going to go do business with them. It shows you who really has the power, Joe. Yeah, right. And and, and again, uh, head out to our website today. The World Gold Council was out there trying to unravel all the mystery buyers. Uh, uh, central bank buyers. Remember, we, we talked about how, uh, the central banks had bought a record amount of gold, gold in the last quarter. They've already purchased 637 metric tons for the year, which would be the biggest year going back to 1967. Of course, the year's not over. It's probably going to be the biggest year ever. And now uh, the World Gold Council is out, and they're saying, well, we don't know who it is, but we think it's Russia, we think it's China that are the majors. They said India may be involved as well. I didn't hear so I wanted to hear Saudi Arabia. I didn't hear that. I do know uh, that President Xi is going to Saudi Arabia, I, I think, in the next three or four weeks. Uh, there could be a development there, but the World Gold Council essentially, and, and uh, again, the interview is on our website today, was saying that, hey, the United States has been weaponizing the dollar and that a lot of countries now are, are saying, hey, you know what, we got to, you know, we, we got to have dollars but we need something other than dollars because yeah. the United States may turn its ire on us and are starting to diversify. Yeah. But they said something very interesting that by next year, they want a digital gold-backed currency that would trade freely, would be instantaneous, would be easy to do. Kind of saying, hey, there's a reason why a bunch of countries are buying gold now, because we're getting ready uh, to come up with an alternative. Kind of interesting from them. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Gold's up 40, 17, 20 in change. Silver's up 80, uh, almost to 21, 75. Uh, right now, uh, twenty dollar gold. Let me just quickly. Ten dollar gold. There's nothing out there. Five dollar gold liberties. Very limited. Uh, Indians even more limited than that. Uh, twenty dollar gold. Uh, there, there's. We have bought a massive, massive amount of twenty dollar gold in the last uh, three. Days going back to Friday, uh, and Jason, it just isn't stopping. Listen, we're going to do the best we can for you. Here's what we've got right now: twenty dollar gold. Whatever you get, you get. I don't. Liberty Saints. I don't know. You can't. You can ask. You can request, but you get what you get. One through nine, twenty-one twenty-five. Ten or more. Tw ten through nineteen. 2115, and here's the deal for you guys that got a little more money. 20 or more at yesterday's price of 2095 with gold up 40, Jason. Yeah, get, get on that. If you have, if you've been waiting and you're thinking, well, I want to see if gold's going to go lower. Well, uh, obviously the last few days have showed us that even if gold were going to go lower from here, it's going to be where it was on Friday, and, and the premiums just continue to be a problem. So when gold's going up, the premiums are up. 
it's just going to get more and more expensive. So this would be a good time to jump in. And, and Joe, I'll, I'll connect a little bit of something we were talking about in the last segment, which you're, you're talking about the, uh, the amount of central banks buying huge amounts of gold. And I was talking about, well, are we really sanctioning Russia when the banks are in there doing business with them? Why do we get the feeling that Russia's sitting there's like, oh, wait a minute, I thought there were sanctions, uh, J.P. Morgan, now you want to do business? Why do we get the feeling part of that? Well, now that now when you uh, pay us, well, I don't know, some of that coming, uh, we want some, some of that coming over in gold. You know, yeah. how you get paid, right, Joe, is, is, is not always told. Not always told, and, and don't forget Thursday. Uh, we've got a big print from last year coming off. Uh, is it possible that, and it is, it's, it's possible uh, right now, according to Wall Street, likely that we're going to get an inflation print in the high sevens, which I think they'll consider to be dovish. I mean, it's ridiculous because, of course, of course, that's a fake number anyway. Uh, but, again, could be a more opportunity for do- dollar weakness here. Uh, and remember now, now the next target for gold, 1740 and why we're seeing these big moves is both gold and silver, they, they've had to extra short it, if you will, to try to keep these prices down. Uh, and these shorts get blown out. And then all of a sudden, right, you know, silver's up a dollar or two. Gold's up 40, 50, 100 dollars, uh, because of these, these shorts being forced to cover it and we may have two of these events this happened on friday happened again today is it possible that with a cpi reading on thursday jason it could happen again well i you know we we aren't in the big club so to speak joe we don't know ahead of time what what these numbers are going to be until they release them but i'm sure somebody has those numbers before thursday so I'm guessing it's going to have to be in the high sevens uh, because, look, people suddenly all this paper buying of gold on Friday, now a bunch of buying in gold here on Tuesday. Looks like somebody's getting ready for right, it. both, right? Yep. yep. Uh, 7.7. How about that? I, uh, you, and the thing is, if you add if you add last October with this October, it's still just as bad as the September numbers if you add them together. The, the, the inflation hasn't really changed if you add the last two years together, Joe. So, so seven point seven, they'll they'll act like this is a great thing. And you're right, gold might just continue to push upward, and uh, you know, inflation's still going to be here. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and and again, the the key now is going to be jobs. Uh, this is this is something where I uh, I'm I'm convinced I don't I look at numbers every single day we aren't going to get to two percent inflation without major job losses. Now there's a lot of rumor that this is going to happen in the November and December jobs numbers. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, uh, I know that we had that, you know, Friday we had a bunch, and, and there's a big rumor that Meta's going to go with a big number here. Uh, but so far, I haven't seen that play out yet. Yeah, we'll we'll see, Joe. We'll see. I, You know, I, I got my head stuck on inflation. Here's the thing. It's, uh, uh, Glenn Biddle on, on Faking the Truth yesterday played that piece uh, about, uh, uh, what was it, MSNBC. I forgot her name. She was talking about, how uh, well, you know, this is something the Republicans invented. Inflation. This is just a word they're 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 using that against people, like using that against the Democrats. And 
Joe, I, I get the feeling, you remember when Obama took office and we had all those years where, oh, hey, we're, we're coming back. The, the economy's coming back. And it just went sideways for year after year after year. Well, I don't get the feeling that these this inflation numbers might just soften o- over a long period of time until everyone's just used to 5%. You know, why do I feel like you, know, you get to 2023, then you get to 2024, and, and just 5% inflation is there. I think that's a great call. I think that's a great call. I think this is, I said it back when they had the 2%, uh, 2% target back in 2008. I said 2% is the starting number. It's the starting number, and it's only going higher from there. I think you're right. I think we're going to end up... Uh, having to give up with inflation, you know, still at the five or six percent level, and then, like you said, over a course of years, you just kind of get used to it. Yep. Uh, got some breaking news, uh, man. This is, we'll see here. Uh, Dominion voting machines broken into in New Jersey. Uh, there are reports of misread ballots in Arizona already. Uh, they're saying that in Arizona that 10% of polling places are reporting issues with voting machines. Okay, well, well they just scratched out 10, just right now, they just scratched out the 10, 20% now. There you go. Get your gold put away. It's going to be a crazy ride. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News, our final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, final segment on this Monday. Uh, we have availability. I'm just going to say this: availability is getting harder. Uh, we've been warning about this. We've done a really good job uh, getting things in a timely fashion. And, and I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to warn you again. We'll go as fast as we can. Be patient. Uh, especially uh, on the silver side of things. And, and certain types of gold are now becoming uh, a little bit longer, a little bit harder to get. Uh, fractional gold becoming a big challenge. Uh, 10-ounce gold eagles, $5 liberties, $10 liberties. Uh, $10 liberties have been really hard to get. Uh, I've got 50. These are available. So I, I will have these here this week, but I only have 50 $10 pieces. Uh, they're $1,110 right now. Uh, so two tens getting awfully close to a 20. And Jason, uh, tens have been a lot more expensive than 20s lately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just, uh, it's cool when you when you can get ten dollar liberties, show because they just it's the half ounce, right? And 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 uh, since I've been here in two thousand eighteen, uh, we we we've done ten dollar liberties so many times. And you're right, Joe. Just recently, it's just been difficult. These are these are being picked up, and 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 let's just face it. Uh, in twenty eighteen, I was uh, on the air with Joe and, and with Brian. We were selling twenty dollar liberties for twelve fifty. Now, what is it? Uh, twenty for twelve fifty? The tens were like. Six twenty-five, yep. six thirty-five, something like that. Now the tens cost as much as the twenties, Joe. That's just the way it goes, right? So, so get them. Well, if they, you know, any opportunity to get something fractional, and if you can get these tens, it's a, it's a great time to to jump on, Joe. So we got a couple of things that I think I think, of course, you know the you know what they they say when you assume something, right? But there's a couple of events this week that that could be gold positive. I think. Uh, the election on Tuesday, 
uh, obviously Wednesday, if 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 Wednesday they're able to call it and, and the Republicans have the House and the Senate and we don't have to have, oh, we got to get it tied up and counts and votes and who won, who didn't win. If we don't have that, I think that would be viewed positively by the market. Uh, and then this CPI print, this may be the only print between now and the end of the year that has an opportunity to be below eight. Possible, Joe. It's possible. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see it because because if it's if it's in the eights, that means December. I think it'll be in the eights also. If it's in the sevens, I think it's possible. If it's seven nine or seven eight, uh, the December uh, for November number could that also we can be, hold there for yeah, we December. Could hold, we, we could hold. I think they've. I think the Fed has done a fine job of just leveling off inflation to a, a, a place they like it. And then we'll have to see next year with all the other, like I said, I swear it's what they're doing in the background. But what happened to 2%? What I thought to, that was the number they liked. <laughs> Somebody will bring it up. I know It's funny that these cowards that interview uh, uh, Jerome Powell, no one's, no one's uh, asking that question. <laughs> well, well, and again, because they know the answer, right? They're going to talk about how, the, oh, yeah, this is what we want. We, we want to get the rates back down to that 2% level. But we already know that in 2021, the Fed secretly wanted inflation to be 4%. Yep. They didn't say that to publicly. They were not on TV saying it, but we found out that, that that's exactly what they wanted. The problem was it went to 4% and just kept on going. 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.